When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you're thinking, I should go for a run today, but it looks like it could rain, Sierra says, save on epic rain jackets. If you're also thinking, but I can't go out in these beat-up old running shoes, Sierra says, save on top brand running shoes. And if you're still thinking, but I'm also busy performing brain surgery, well, then we say, you really should have led with that. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now. Go! Hello, I'm Alan Davis. You're listening to the Tuesday Club. This is the Arsenal podcast. And I've got Keith Dover with me this afternoon. Woo! How are you, Keith? I'm fine. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. Keith has been supporting Arsenal since 1886. That's absolutely true, Alan. And you know they say that football is the brand. Well, Arsenal, in 1928, brought out a brand of their own cigarettes, which I used to give out to school children during half time. I used to go, there, I have some packets of cigarettes. And there was a young girl, can I have some? I said, no, you shouldn't even be in the stadium. Have some chewing tobacco. And we used to, <laughs> yes, it was a cool, refreshing smoke. Oh, was, she, was she not allowed in the stadium because she was a girl? Because she was thing? a girl. Yeah. Different era in those days, Alan. Different era, Different era. yeah. Different era. Uh, Damien Harris is here. Damien Harris, the general, how are you? I'm very good. Thank you very much for asking. Yes. Uh, yeah. Just about see your uh, your pate above the pop screen there. There he is. There you go. There, there he is. Straighten the spine there for the first time. <laughs> Shall I go back? Since, I go back? Uh, since infancy. I'll, yeah, I'll go back behind the pop screen. <laughs> Yes. Uh, well, we, we're recording this now, uh, the day on Sunday afternoon, the day after a, a magnificent Arsenal performance at the Hawthorns, uh, which uh, the first thing I noticed was they have a big tarpaulin across the seats that says the Lord is my shepherd on it. And I'd be interested to hear if there are any uh, uh, Baggies fans listening. Do tell us why that is. I don't know why you've got that on there. I don't understand that. Well, I was curious about that as well. Did it help them? Uh, at all. <laughs> no. um, nothing. I don't think anything can help West Bromwich Albion at the moment. They really do look like they're absolutely in the shit. So it's a good time to play them, and we uh, we cashed in. We did cash in big time. I mean, Lacazette, what they've been feeding him on raw meat. He, <laughs> Jesus, I feel I should apologise to him. He has been brilliant. Really, well, he has really... been. I do. It makes a big difference, doesn't it? If you if you've got three players running about, trying to find space, moving defenders around, it does make your job in showing for the ball a bit easier when the spaces are appearing because there's good movement and runs off the ball. And suddenly it was almost as though there, there were a load of cogs and there was a bit of grit stuck in one and all the other cogs had seized up or something. Oh, it just feels like it's just a freeing up of the machinery. Yeah. Well, there, there's quite a lot of Emil Smith-Rowe. Oh. Quite a lot of the things sort of written about today are sort of suggesting that he he joins lots of people together. So he, uh, we were missing something. So uh, Lacazette never had anyone to sort of play off, 
and we were all a bit disjointed and that he might be the oil that he comes, plays, passes with, you know, that little runoff for the um, um, soccer goal was just glorious. Yes, it's fantastic. Well, we, 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 we've long been fans, of course, and we, now we're seeing him in the Premier League and uh, a bit worried about him not wearing shin pads. I, mm. think it's, I, thought, you, I thought you had to wear <laughs> yes. shin pads. I don't know I if he's trying to ape uh, Grealish or something, but he's... He does. He's one of those footballers, isn't he? Who looks like he's playing in a pair of green flash. He's just got such soft touch yeah. with his feet. His play is so uncomplicated. It's so simple. They were in the commentary. They were talking, saying, "Oh, this is a bit like watching Bergkamp and Jungberg and Pires." And that, of course, is the highest conceivable yeah. praise, you know. And what he doesn't seem to do is put himself in danger like Jack Wilshire used to do. You know that Jack was a great player. But he would go for t- balls or he would hold the ball too long, which would encourage the attack or someone to injure him. And he always seemed to pick up, you know, there was just something about him that seemed to invite an injury. Well, he, Jack liked to carry the ball, didn't he? He, liked yeah. to carry, he was very good at it too. He liked to carry the ball past people and invite a challenge and ride a challenge mm. or hurdle a challenge. But Smith Rowe, it's just yeah. fantastic the way just little touches here and there. It really does keep the thing moving. And of course, now we've got deployed in the front three, uh, Bikayo Saka, who's uh, we had a slight chuckle a few weeks ago when I compared him to Lionel Messi. But who's laughing now? Started to feel like it might not have been hyperbole. <laughs> absolute, every time he's on the ball, it causes causes trouble at the moment well this is this is the thing that frightens me because when i see him play that well i just imagine there's a periscope going up somewhere at the emirates where, and it's being beamed back to barcelona and they're going ah <laughs> like the look of him we'll have just him. enjoy I it keith. <laughs> keith just enjoy him i know but i just see him in the club are you just love him though i, I see him in the post-match match interview and he was shivering away but he's still got that smile and you just go what is there not to like about this guy his play is so fantastic. It's just yeah. the goal he got. It's just, and he looks happy, like he's out there going, I'm enjoying every second of this. In the snow. Yeah. Where the ball we- won't even roll along the ground properly, where your feet must be freezing. How, how much were you concerned after that second goal, after just soaking up the glory of that second goal? Mm. Uh, and they're going, they're going to call this off, aren't they? As the snow got a little thicker. Yeah, I, yeah. I remember a game years ago, I think it was Blackburn. Blackburn. Or so we went about four up and then a blizzard came in and a similar, <laughs> yeah. th- I had a similar thought, oh no, they're, they're going to abandon it. And then yeah. we'll, we'll lose the points. And you can no. imagine Sam, Big Sam, just going, yeah, quite happy to um, yeah. go that game. Well, yeah. big, big Sam, every time he shouted, he cleared about a patch, 10 yards patch <laughs> of snow immediately in front of the technical area. It's, it's not looking like a great appointment at the moment, is he? I mean, it did slightly take the gloss off Arsenal's fantastic result that Leeds had got five there the week before. But, I mean, do, do you think Arteta took uh, Pepe, Willian, Luis up there Knowing full well they probably weren't going to get a lot of game time, but just to torment them in the freezing cold, thinking, <laughs> you're the lazy sod who have put me in this position the last few months, so you're going to come and sit on that bench and freeze your arse off. Yeah, that's he did, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think he's as vindictive as that. Oh, I was interested he put Willian on, wasn't it? I suppose when he looks to the bench and he's got a senior player there, his unfortunes and money, he has to go to him first. It feels like there's a bit of a hierarchy among the subs. 
But really what you were hoping for was a little flash of Eddie and Ketty or somebody else from the youth team to come on and play for the last 20. But I, I think it felt like he was just trying to build his confidence, you know, bring them on when we're 4-0 up, maybe do something, maybe score a goal. Uh, I mean, while we're here, we, we should probably talk about Aubameyang because he was a little bit worrying. I know we should. there's a hell of a lot to be positive about, but he was a little bit worrying at the end. His body language was... I've never seen him... Sort of, he was a bit aggy. Well, he's desperate for a goal, isn't he? Absolutely yeah. desperate for a goal. And he nearly got on the end of a couple mm. of those sack at crosses. And he's being overshadowed. He's being overshadowed by the young players. He's been overshadowed by Lacazette, who's suddenly having a, a little spurt of scoring goals. But the guy will start getting goals again. I feel yeah. as though he's, you know, Martinelli's breathing down his neck. So, you know, he's got to up his game to stay in the side suddenly. But the good thing was, he was in the positions, though. I mean, he was a little bit unfortunate with the first one. He just missed that by an ace, the one at the end. So I think he, he'll get his confidence back. I think he just wants a piece of the action. Man. It, it felt a bit like, do you remember the game when everyone was trying to get Francis Jeffers to score? Yes. <laughs> and they were just literally <laughs> going, go on, please, just score. I can't, where was that? Oh. Was it at Highbury? It was at Highbury. Yeah, we were playing uh, Everton and uh, I think we'd already won the league, hadn't we? Yeah. Yeah. And and we we beat Everton 4 3. And uh, Henri, well, Henri was absolutely unplayable in those days. And he set about setting up a goal for Franny Jeffers and succeeded. Mm. uh, Gave Jeffers a, a, I think it was a header, but it was from very, very close range. And uh, I think Jeffers had took his shirt off and waved it over his head. It was just very, very overexcited. Yeah. Bless him. Yeah, I don't think think Ober's quite there. (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) Although I did did get someone sent me quite a funny email. The subject line was just, unlucky Ober, which was was started. (laughs) I'll try and locate who sent that. Uh, Our email address is, do email us if you you want to, uh, Tuesday Club podcast at gmail.com. It does pose the question, though, because he didn't tinker with the team too much. What team will he put out for the Europa League and the FA Cup? I mean, would he take the Europa League as a priority now? Because that is a way into the Champions League. I think, well, you know... He can't. Can he trust Pepe, William, Luis? Can he trust them? Well, but I think he wants to get them all back up and, mm. you know, hope that this... Uh, enthusiasm and sort of like confidence goes through the team, and Feel, you would yeah, you'd want to sort of bring them all along because, of course, yeah. Uh, I, I think it would be good to have Pepe playing really well and you know, being you know, the, the one we wanted to see. I mm. just can't, to be honest with you, I've, I've still, I've, I'm a little bit bemused by what's happened, you know. I mean, I, I, I can't quite believe that we were so low. Uh, I, I'll I sent uh, my mate, uh, who's a Liverpool fan, you've met. This is back on the 20th of December. Uh, and he says to me, he said, you'll smash Chelsea next, mate. Don't worry. <laughs> like it's, you know what it's like when football yeah. fans add like a bit of banter on the WhatsApp and then it's just not funny anymore. Yeah. And he was saying, all right, I can see this isn't funny. And I said, we're just starting to worry. Man City in the League Cup Tuesday and then Chelsea. Maybe we will go with a low block and a breakaway goal, get two wins and get some confidence. But it's so dire at the moment. Should have gone for Ancelotti when they fired Emery. It's going to be a long season. 
your lot seem back on it now. That win against Spurs was important. He's a big Liverpool fan. He goes, it started to look a bit worried. Long way to go. Yeah. And then <laughs> two weeks go by all over Christmas. Don't hear from him. And then I get a message yesterday. Oh, ye of little faith. With <laughs> 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 that Man City League Cup game, that I'd hit the floor there. I mean, I yes. really, this, we were so mm. poor. The goalkeeper was inept. The team was feeble. It was only Martinelli as a shining light set up a goal for Laka. I thought, that well, dear, we are so far away from them. I did not see the Chelsea result coming. Then I thought, is Chelsea a flash in the pan? We've got these two difficult away games against relegation rivals. Mm. Now suddenly I'm looking at a paper and we're being tipped for the top, <laughs> top four. <laughs> Manager of the year. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I still feel like I'm clinging on by my fingernails. What is going to happen next, you know? Well, they, they say that's the big question because we've got to keep it up each game. I mean, if we'd have won those four home games, you know. The oh, ones yeah. Could, could do this every year. If we'd have won every <laughs> single match, <laughs> we'd, we'd have won top. the league. Yes. <laughs> but do you not? Do you think, do you feel as though, am I imagining it, that there's something, it seems simpler? There was something, there were slightly overcomplicating things. He mm. brought a lot of Guardiola's ideas in. I kept seeing this. So when in possession, we tried to go from a back four to a back three. So he would drop Shaka in alongside the centre-backs. Then the full-backs would go up. But that backfired against Leicester when Shaka got done by their winger for the oh. winning goal. Now it doesn't seem to be doing that. The fullback seems to just, it seems like a conventional back four. One fullback goes, the other one stays. This is what we used to do in the 70s. This mm-hmm. is what we used to do with Dixon and Winterburn in the 80s. One goes, one stays. Don't both go at the same time. Jacker just sits in front of a proper centre back pairing. I mean, yeah. really, talk about square pegs and square holes. Holden and Mari got similar build, both good in the air, both composed, both don't try anything over ambitious with their passing. The passing's competent and good enough they talk to one another they it's something both of them remind me a little bit of steve bold which is <laughs> high praise <laughs> and i feel like they give such a solid base that jacker sits nearby he's not required to be on the ball at halfway trying to make the play and failing and turning around and going backwards the fullbacks are causing so much damage really reminiscent of uh, liverpool's fullbacks who are the best in the league i feel like some of the stuff that was being experimented with has been dropped in favour of a more simple back four, two midfielders. It's really Wenger, isn't it? Four, two, three, one, what we played for years. And they all kind of, they all seem to have relaxed. They feel more secure. And they're enjoying it. And of course, and of course, as we keep saying, the, the young players have given them a real injection, haven't they? Well, that's a big thing. I mean, Tobias, he hit that 30-yard pass. And it was like, well, a few weeks ago, they'd be looking behind him. I'll pass it back to Holding or whoever, back to Bellerin. And it would just gone back to Leno again. At least now we look going forward, like you said, running and going forward. And not afraid to hit a long ball if needed, you know. No, and the movement, I mean, it, it slightly slipped backwards in the game against uh, uh, Brighton because the first half of that was pretty turgid. Mm. Yeah. And, I, and I, I, I did think that the forwards were making a lot of runs, all of them, and the ball just wasn't coming. And I was, I was thinking, if they're going to stop making runs in the end, why would you keep making runs if it never comes? If people are not even trying to find you. Yeah. And uh, in the end, we... we 
got that goal from Lacazette after he'd been on the pitch for about 29 seconds or something. Yeah. No, no, it, it was really that... Uh, it was always, It's almost like a paralysis. That first half against Brighton, and we reverted back to that turgid sort of just... No one wanted to break the lines. Um, do, you, do you think there was a fear, though? They're thinking, well, OK, we beat Chelsea. We can't lose against Brighton. I think there's definitely a fear. Yeah. I think there's a fear really instilled and, and, and come from Arteta, and it used to come from Emery as well, about conceding the first goal, about not wanting to go behind, keep it tight, yeah. try and pinch one later, you know. Anyway, it worked. They got a 1-0 away win in, in a must-win game but there was definitely a caution in the air yeah um, they they seemed to against um West Brom they got two up in about 25 minutes and they were just fantastic after that wouldn't they I mean they could have scored so many goals well Tierney's goals any striker in the world well, would take that that was unbelievable well, I mean what can you say about it <laughs> That was extraordinary, wasn't it? Just, Unbelievable. You know, <laughs> you know, you, you, you just love this guy, that. don't you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, what, what, what about, never mind Messi, well, if Nicolas Pepe would do that, I'd be happy for two minutes. <laughs> that's, what he, that's what he was bought That's what he was bought to do, wasn't it? Beat the full-back, cut inside, smash it in the top corner. What made me laugh about that was the BBC website gave Rob Holding an assist. Because <laughs> oh, right. yeah. Rob Holding chipped a ball out to Tierney, who controlled it, and then just set off an amazing run and lapped it in the top corner. Bamboozled yeah. that right back, didn't he? I mean, if, if I'd have been Arteta, I would have gone up to Tierney afterwards and go, and could you have done that a few more weeks ago? I mean, you haven't told me you could do this, you know? <laughs> but it's, uh, it's brilliant. I do wonder whether the sort of... The, the, we were so low... Things were so low and, and interesting in all these post-match interviews, everyone said, we have, we're have we not really doing anything different. This is what, but it just mm. seems the movement, I, I, I don't know. It, it's, it, I, I was surprised that, um, you know, no one could really identify the malaise, what the malaise, you know, why we had that. Well, malaise. it's an absolute crippling lack of confidence. But I... I I'm completely flabbergasted by it, really. I, I, it was that night we went over there, Keith, for the Burnley oh, game, yeah. and, and they sat us in the rain for start in an empty stadium. Now you got to sit in the rain, and then we were atrocious in that game, and I really couldn't get anything going at all. And lost at home to Burnley. We got destroyed by Villa. I mean, really, these performances. Now we look like Arsenal again. We look like we got a solid back four, good centre half, solid goalkeeper, lots of creativity up front. Hard-working midfielders who can pass well. I mean, it all suddenly, when it works, it looks so simple, doesn't it? Yeah. But it just goes to show, show that it isn't. Yeah, I think the, the injection of the younger players, are, and as you said last last podcast, he said that we were running around and we're doing those things. Whereas before, Pepe, there was players there that didn't look like they want the ball, were trying, you know. Now there was an injection of players who said, oh, no, we're going to give this a go. And if and it sort of seems to spread, didn't it? Like, almost like a virus. It does, but there's talent too, isn't it? I mean, real talent in Smith Rowe and Saka. Oh, very the much so. The touch that Smith Rowe has, every little three or four yard pass or one, two around the box is so well weighted. His weight of passes mm. is absolutely exceptional. And it, when they went off, things dropped down a, a notch. No, they, they, they are really 
really talented, these boys, and so is Martinelli. I mean, we may have to hang on to them. Yeah, I mean, oh. the, the way he took that ball on his left foot, the pass from Lacquer. Yeah. The way he took that. Just was, beautiful to watch. Yeah, really, really. That I mean, goal, that goal, by the way, it was 12 passes. Um, and went right through this, pretty much through the team. But it started the, the, the brilliant second goal, which will surely feature in the goal of the month roundup. Uh, started with a Hector Bellerin throw in. So it could have gone really badly wrong <laughs> <laughs> from the get go. But yes. perhaps the big turnaround is that Hector Bellerin hasn't given away a foul throw yes, in, the, in any of the last three games. Yes. yes. Uh, funny you, know, you should say that. I actually wrote about the goal of the month because finally. We've got two contenders for goal of the month in one game. Oh, yeah? And what's, your, really... what's your other one? What's your other well, one? You know? Oh, Kieran Tierney. Kieran Tierney, yeah. But it really, <laughs> one of the most, things that depressed me most about these last two years is that, you know, no matter how bad we were, we would always have a goal of the month or we'd, we'd score brilliant <laughs> goals or, you know, okay, we might not have won the league. But And then it's been two years since we've had a goal of the month. Oh, Even well, we, we went what, 12 hours without a goal from open play? I know. And now suddenly we're carving teams up. We, we, we play Newcastle in the Cup next, and I presume that there'll be a, some changes. Uh, maybe Partey will be fit to play or at least come off the bench, I hope. Who will he play in goal? That would be interesting. Oh, I, oh God. The, goal, the yeah. goalkeeper situation, that is... Mm. I think he has to play Leno. I mean, I, I would have thought What so. are they going to do with this... Kid Runarsson, I don't yeah, know. But... There was a bit of chat. Uh, we had a bit of a chat last week about the squad because uh, the Premier League website had Arsenal squad as 22 players rather than 25 because been much talked about, of course, that Meza Ozil can't make the 25. A lot of correspondence on the Twitter feed, at uh, NotYouBentley is our Twitter feed, or email us at juicyclubpodcast at gmail.com, uh, pointing out that we've got 17 overseas players and that's why we couldn't have you can only have 17 overseas players and Kieran Tierney counts as an overseas player of course because Kieran Tierney oh. um, was was trained up in uh, in Scotland uh, with Celtic so is he counts in this context as a foreigner and he takes one of those 17 places as does uh, Runar Runarsson uh, as as does uh, Kolasinac and Kolasinac has now gone on loan so there is a space available now uh, for uh, for a foreign player. Um, so whether or not Arsenal will sign anybody in the window or at the end of the window, if they haven't, then there is an opportunity if they want to to put Ozil or, or Socrates back in. It's a bit damning that we've only got five uh, English players Players of our own, effectively, and one of them Spanish, Hector Bellerin, and the other one's the third choice goalkeeper. We won't play, so it's, it's a little bit damning. But there's an enormous amount of talent coming up behind. We haven't even mentioned Balogun and uh, Reese mm. Nelson today. And the, I wonder what you think of, of Saliba. There's talk about Saliba uh, possibly being loaned out. I think it would be a huge mistake to let him go on a permanent basis in January. It, whatever the situation has been with him in the last 12 mm. months, um, he's came with a reputation already from the French League and the, and the notion that he was a promising player for the future hasn't gone away. And we've got centre-backs 
going out the door soon. Mustafi's up at the end of the season, so Kratis will go. Possibly David Luiz, although I'm sure Keir Jarabjian will get out the old hypnotising watch and get a three-year <laughs> contract or Hedu for him. But he, so, yeah. he should he should go in the summer. And and then they'll suddenly that's three centre-backs gone. And we'll, we need the young French kid. We need to bring him in, train him up, make him part of the Arsenal if he's got real proper potential, not just... Yeah, let him go. It's very, yeah, it's a a strange situation. And without knowing really what's all you've heard is just sort of gossip and conjecture, really. So, I, uh, yeah, I mean, I saw a bit, a bit of an effort made in one of the papers to tie him in with Gwen Doozy because they've been uh, spotted communicating on social media, and the papers, of course, love to. Join in on any uh, split in the camp. It's a favourite of you and I, Keith. The Arsenal badge with the crack down <laughs> crack the middle. Make, yes, <laughs> <laughs> um, but so the, uh, I don't know if there's any well, issue we, for Arteta. But I would. Uh, I do feel like this is a player who might go somewhere else and be good. Hmm. Well, yeah, everyone's saying already bidding war. Um, it, Similarly it, it, with Gwendouzi. Gwendouzi yeah. is now he's playing in the Bundesliga, scored a goal the other day. Yeah. Bags of potential. Gonna be a dad. Maybe. Oh, is he? Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> and he just oh. left school, didn't he? I know. <laughs> maybe know. there's a maybe it's Saliba. Maybe it's a thing where he's come to Britain and he doesn't like what he sees and he doesn't feel like he can fit in. I mean Well, it what... makes me feel like if they are gonna loan him loan him to a championship side. Loan him somewhere where the dressing room speaks English, where the culture of the football is going to be beneficial to him. There's not much point in him going back to France mm. and not picking up English anymore and settling back into League One where he's already developed a reputation. They should loan him to someone in the Championship and they can learn the learn spend six months learning the language at least. Yeah, and, and you come play. back in the summer ready to take the place of Socrates and Mustafi and be an Arsenal player. Yeah, and you play twice a week, sometimes three. <laughs> yeah, uh, and it's in tough in that league. Oh, that, God, that is yeah. tough. That yeah. is that is good training. Yeah. I, I just want to get back to the West Brom game. There was someone I really felt sorry for. You know when the ball cannoned off the post and uh, Emil Smith-Rowe fired it in and it hit that West Brom player right in the chest, mm. bounced out, and then Lacazette knocked it in. He, that West Brom guy must have gone, oh, my God, I got all that for nothing. A jar you, wasn't it? Yeah, hit, hit the yeah. post himself, then then got smashed in the rib. <laughs> what I liked about that shot was that that was Smith Rowe with his left foot. Yeah. yeah. Just no, leathered just... that with his left foot with that. Great thinking. technique, as Glenn <laughs> Hoddle would say. Um, while we nipped back to um, the Hawthorns, uh, Ainsley's Tights. <laughs> Ainsley oh. came as a as a ballerina. <laughs> he did. <laughs> I haven't seen this, but I've heard about it. You... Well, it wasn't the only one in tights. There were there were a few of them in tights. Uh, Where did the tights about come? Four from? players in tights. Someone did send me a message saying it's a bit, it reminds me of Keith Weller. Remember oh, Keith yeah. Weller? He was the Leicester. first one to do it. Yeah. He was the first one in tights. Then John Barnes wore tights. Uh, but there was about four Arsenal players with what we now would call, of course, skins. They were wearing uh, yeah. white skins, but their socks wouldn't stay up. So they all just really did look like they just come from hey, a ballet car. They looked like pyjamas, <laughs> didn't they? They looked like he gym his, jams. Yeah, these gym jams. Or yeah. Maybe you got them for Christmas. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I must say, I did. there were moments when I, I was watching um, 
Smith Rowe and Saka together. And I did wish that there was another one there. I wish that maybe Niles was there as well. Yeah. Because uh, when they played, he and uh, Smith Rowe played down the left together. Was it in a Europa League game? That, that they had kept. Well, Smith Rowe can combine with anyone, can't he? He's just really just, he's always looking to work a one, two. We compared him. Uh, to Merson in the past. There's a little bit of Pires there too, in the in the respect of he's looking always to link with people. Yeah. And he makes people look better. Someone said in the commentary, if you if Kieran Tierney plays well, the guy in front of him plays well as well. And I thought there's a lot to be said for that. You know, if Tierney has a good game, you have a good game. But that was when Pires and Ashley Cole and Henri played down the left. They played together. They just did it all. Pires was always just knocking it to you and jogging along next to you and getting it back and knocking it to someone else and getting it back. And there was never anything flash or complicated about it. Mm. It was just perfect touch, perfect balance, understanding and teamwork. And it was that Wenger team made it all look so easy. And now we've seen for years how incredibly difficult that is. Yeah. Well, that, that like, um, the um, Saka's goal, you did wonder, is that something they would have worked on? You know, where did that come from after all this time being so, you know, uh, so turgid in our play? Where did that come from? Because, it, you know, did they work on that in the training ground? I think there's that and the confidence to do it. I think yeah. that's a, but whereas they probably tried it in previous games and it just hasn't come off. I mean, in previous games, they could knock a ball 20 feet without giving it away. Whereas this now suddenly it all comes together while yeah. they keep practicing, keep training. But a couple of wins under your belt and you can nice knock that ball with a lot more confidence. Yeah, confidence is a big thing, but it's definitely a trust and an understanding with oh. somebody that you know. There's a feeling that they're yeah. linking up because they... They're looking for one another. They like one another. They trust one another. They want to pass to one another. Mm. And I felt it was very noticeable. And I felt actually it was noticeable when Willian came on that Sabias wanted to pass to Willian. And, and that's what they kept doing. And Smith Rowe started to fade a little bit because they weren't giving him the ball. They weren't looking for him so much. And perhaps he was tiring and he got substituted. Anyway, but I did, yeah, those two are looking for one another. And that's what made me think of... Uh, of the Conservative to put him in the mix as well, because he would enjoy it just as much as them. Yeah. There's, yeah. That, there's a real I, feeling that... I think a... he probably's taken them off because he wants to rest them now for other... He, he, Arteta knows what team he wants to play now. Yeah, I think so. And I think he's probably resting a few players back. We were 4-0 up. There's no need to, you know, play them right to the end. Let's save, yes, let's save their legs. Yeah, I think that's right. Saka got a kick too, didn't he? So. Yeah. And it, it's England are going to pick him every game now as well, so he needs to be, Looked you up. know, considerate of what he's doing. I got an email from Luke Davis who said, "Can you ask Keith if he was Olaying at any point <laughs> in the I, I West am Brom in game?" The Damien Camp, I do never Olay. <laughs> Me and Damien are blood brothers on the whole Olay thing. <laughs> It's a bit like it's hard, it's hard to Olay when there's no one in the ground. Yeah. <laughs> be quite funny, quite funny if you're watching it with no crowd noise and just hear one bloke going Olay, <laughs> Olay. <laughs> I did. I was watching Sabias, who did he played very well, and then he celebrated. Uh, with the, it fell to his knees. Yeah, and the real very. celebration, like it was the winner in the cup final when Lacazette got the third goal. 
And I was watching thinking, I wonder if he's ever seen the snow. Has he ever played in the snow before? It does not snow in Madrid, I'll tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he was excellent. He was really good, wasn't he? He, I thought he, um, best game I've seen for him for a while, I thought. And yeah, you can see really the way good. they celebrate, though. They were genuinely pleased with other players' scoring. You could see that. I always look for the the reaction of other players when that ball hits the back of the net. And a lot of them were fist pumping and they were happy. They were, you know, they won. Well, you know, I think everyone's pleased to have sort of got out of this. Yeah. Come out the other side. And that's what I think is, you know, that's what I think is really important about this. Uh, you know, that we, we've all come out the other side and just playing so well. I, the emotion when that goal, when Saka's goal went in and we scored a goal like that again was yes, just... It was, like, it was like old Arsenal, wasn't it? It was just glorious. I mean, a, a, a tweet came to me from at Tequila, um, T-E-Q-E-K-W-E-L-E-R, um, Oh, that one, right? <laughs> that, that one, that one. Uh, it's got his handle is Ice Cream Man. Anyway, it says the money, the money we pay Ozil is frightful. He used to do things that were delightful. Mm-hmm. It really is time to let Mesut go. <laughs> play Smith Rowe, play Smith Rowe, play Smith Rowe. <laughs> well done, sir. That's uh, a good one. Slightly, uh, slightly mangling that, but no, very appropriate as well, considering uh, the weather. Still got uh, oh, I want to dance with Tom Party, but I don't know if that's gonna. Don't know if we're ever going to see Tom Party again. Yeah, of course we've got him to come back. I mean, when would that happen? Uh, John Oliver has uh, emailed me, not John Oliver of the uh, American no. TV, uh, a different John Oliver. Sorry, that John Oliver. Not We've got Gabby Martinelli. I just don't think you understand. He shits on Willian. He's better than Zidane. We've got Martinelli. We've got Gabby Martinelli. I mean, it, well, wouldn't it be nice when we can go back in the ground? It really, it really would. Oh, yes. Uh, and quite a good one from uh, uh, 49 49 undefeated. <laughs> Kieran Tierney, it's snowing, it's Baltic, it's zero degrees, no gloves or no leggings, his jersey short sleeve. <laughs> Kieran Tierney, it's snowing, it's Baltic, it's zero degrees, no gloves or no leggings, his jersey short sleeve. Uh, that's brilliant. Uh, Give him the that. captaincy. <laughs> yes. Not the bloke that sent in that song, Kieran Tierney. <laughs> Although it yeah. was a good song. It was a good song. I, 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 I even have visions of him in four years' time lifting oh, lifting a trophy for us. Hey, how did the spuds up the road get... You know they're playing Brentford in the League Cup. Yes. So so it's a one-legged tie now. Yes, no two legs this time. No two legs. So it's being played at White Lane. So what's wrong with a neutral venue? Like, we haven't got lots of empty grounds around London. You know, a, I, had, I had a similar thought. Well, I don't know why not playing at a neutral venue. But Yeah, that's just crazy. Someone's got to organise it. That's why, okay. Someone, that, someone at the Football League's got to sort that out. Oh, that's yeah. oh, it must be no. so difficult, must be. No, they? no, thanks. Does anyone want to sort that out neutral? Hello? Oh, no, all right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Got all the right. COVID. <laughs> 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 yeah. what, what, Sorry, uh, oh. Who thought of that idea? That's a crazy idea. <laughs> uh, would it upset you if uh, Jose Mourinho wins the Carabao Cup? For... Yes. 
Yes, yes it, it would. would. I, I, would. I get upset. Very, very annoying, wouldn't it? Yeah. No, I want Brentford to stuff them. I'd like Brentford to just nick it off them on pens. Oh, oh. that's <laughs> nice. See, I, like I know that. how to enjoy myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like where you're coming from now. <laughs> Say what you like about me. Oh, I know how to enjoy myself. Brentford and, on uh, pens. Oh, yes, I think so. <laughs> and no VAR in the Carabao. So, and a really bad decision go against them. Oh, that would be well, nice. I like that. Yeah, yeah. I like that one. I was trying yeah, to I... get something going with uh, Kieran Tier 3, but I can't. <laughs> I had quite a nice email from Darren uh, Briody. Briody don't, sorry, Darren, don't know how to say that name. We can talk about luck, tactical changes, and finally passing the ball forward. But the moment Gabrielle invited Willian and Louise around for Christmas dinner, forcing them to isolate and drop out of the starting eleven will be this season's turning point. <laughs> uh, a big thank you to Miriam for this. <laughs> Nailed on for player of the season after this masterstroke. I like the way he thinks. I like a good conspiracy yeah. theory. Uh, Daniel Maguire has sent in an Arsenal quiz. Do you want to do it? Oh, why not? Be equally hopeless as all the other quizzes we are. I don't know quite where he, where he got it from. I think it's about 20 years old, probably from a match day programme. Anyway, here we go. 15 questions. Ooh. Question number one. Okay. Who scored both goals in the 1950 FA Cup final defeat of Liverpool? Uh, Dennis Compton. <laughs> no. Lord, oh, Loughton. Oh, we did his book. If you don't Can know I- it. Can I phone me dead? No. No, Did we read his book? No. No, okay. (laughs) Uh, The answer is Reg Lewis. Uh, Who scored the first goal for Arsenal in the 1971 FA Cup final win? Eddie Kelly. Eddie Kelly is the right answer. One one nil to Keith. He's in front. But can you get this one? Who was the top scorer in the 1952-53 championship winning side? Dennis Compton. No, it's not Dennis I'm going to just to say I'm going to answer Dennis Compton to everything. Can I just tell you that Dennis Compton is not the answer to any of these 15 <laughs> questions? Oh, well, I'm not playing. I'm not playing. With it. I'm, I'm going. Uh, the answer is Doug Lishman. Doug Lishman was oh. top scorer when Arsenal won the league in 1953. Uh, question number four: Which club did Don Howe manage when he left Arsenal in 1971? West Brom. West Brom is correct answer. Boom. 2-0, Keith. Um, Number five. Which former goalkeeper was Arsenal manager from 1958 to 1962? Jimmy Rimmer. No. No, I know. I just like saying Rimmer. Yeah, I know. Wasn't the bloke in charge of the club shop? No, it wasn't Kelsey. No, it was George Swindon. Oh, of course, yes. Of course. Whoa, number six. Who became chairman of Arsenal in 1982? David Dean. No. Peter Hillwood. Oh, yes, Peter Hillwood. Come back. He's got a goal from Damien. It's 2-1. Question number seven. Before Bertie Mee became the boss, what was his job at Arsenal? Physiotherapist. Yes, back of the net. Oh, what a tidy finish. Off the knee of Lacazette. <laughs> Bulgy onion bag. 3-1, Keith. Eight, by what score did Manchester United beat Arsenal in the 1991 League Cup? 5-2. Yeah. Close. 5-3? No. 5-1. No. <laughs> Am I right with five? No. I'll go with five. No. Five, five, four. No. Six. No. Yes. Six. Six. Yes, six, six, two. Yes, six, six two. two. A goal for Harris. 
It's 3 2 now. I was at Dover. That. Yes. Yes, right. I was at that. It was a bizarre. Lee Sharp hat trick. Uh, who scored Arsenal's consolation goal in the 1970 Fairs Cup final defeat? And elect. You know, we lost 3-1 in the first Ray leg. Ray Kennedy. Ray Kennedy, Dover's in. 4-2. Smashed it in. With confidence as well. <laughs> Smashed it in. Six questions left. He's 4-2 up. Uh, number 10. Why were Arsenal originally called Dial Square? Uh, because that's where they Because that's from. in Woolwich. Yeah. Yeah. That's where yeah. they came from. Uh, yeah, oh, it was, that, that was the was local that, team in Woolwich. That's basically it. Well, the, 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 it's, a, it's a bit of an unsatisfactory question, really. After the location of one of the Royal Arsenal Armaments Factory's workshops, uh, Dial Square was part of the quite large complex of buildings that was the the Woolwich Arsenal. So uh, we're called out a draw on that one. Give you a goal each, five three. Uh, num- number eleven. Here we go. When did Arsene Wenger? Become Arsenal boss after being released from his contract in Japan. September 96. 97. 96 is right. Oh. Uh, it was, well, it was actually October the 1st, I think. But uh, yes, 1996, Damien has scored. It's now 5 4. Oh, oh. oh. the tension. Hey. The oh. tension. Yeah. <laughs> Number 12. For which club had Royal Arsenal players Morris Bates? And Fred Beardsley previously played. What a question. Bristol. Huddersfield? No. I'll give you a clue. This is the club from whom Arsenal got the shirts. Nottingham, Nottingham Forest. Forest. Nottingham Forest, over, just in there. 6 4. Harris is calling ref. for VAR. Ref. VAR. <laughs> <laughs> Where's that sound engineer? Can we go back, please? No, we can't. We can't go we back. Can't. Oh, I've given it to Dover. Unbelievable. <laughs> Who was Herbert Chapman's first signing? Oh. Dennis Compton. He's, no, he's not Dennis Compton. He's actually a very, very, he was a very, very famous player who was still, was famous after he stopped playing because he had a uh, a, a, a kind of annual, oh, like a football not, book every oh, year. Oh, Ted. No. Ted Drake? No. no. Charlie. Charlie. Charlie Buchan. Ah, yes. Charles Buchan. I think that's right. Anyway, I'm sure I remember Charles Buchan's football annual. I might be making it up. Uh, And the last question, Dover's got the points in the bag here, but there's one more question, uh, which no one one in the world will know this. (laughs) (laughs) Always a good start. Uh, How many points clear of Wolves were Arsenal in winning the 1938-39 Title eleven, ten. No, they were one point oh, clear. Cool. But I don't think we were given a title in nineteen thirty-nine. Were we? Don't know. I have to look that up. We will have to look that up. I thought we won the league in 31, 33, 33, 34, 35 and thirty-eight. Oh, well, and it's finished on a slightly well, controversial well, note, hasn't yeah. it? Uh, but you know, we'll, we can look it up on the honours list. But that has uh, all been. Email to me. This is the the joy of the emails. That was so good th- fun. Thank you, Daniel Maguire, for sending yes. in an Arsenal quiz mm. that was created, it says, in the year 2000. Though surely it was in 1962. Um, just as an aside... Um, yes? 
Manchester City are beating Chelsea by three goals to nil at half time. Oh, oh Fat no. Frank. He'll be starving. <laughs> he will be starving. <laughs> Uh, I've got a couple of Teddy Sheringham ones that come in. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. There we go. Um, <laughs> uh, from Mark. Uh, it's just, I mean, I, I not hasten to add, listener. None of these are made up. I got sent a couple. I, I read them out, and they, they honestly, they just come in week in, week out. Someone else has met Teddy. No other footballers. I've asked, I've asked for emails about other footballers. In an effort to prove that we've not got some vendetta against Edward Sheringham. But here we go. Mark Anderson has emailed in. I wanted to confirm that Teddy Sheringham is a complete see you next Tuesday. <laughs> when working for a hotel in Dubai, I noticed we had a Mr. E. Sheringham ar- arriving. He had booked the cheapest room possible. <laughs> the Emirates rep from Manchester had told me that Teddy was well known in the airline world <laughs> for doing this. Only to to request an upgrade on arrival. Of course. With the immortal words, do you know who I am? I figured he was planning on doing the same, so I asked reception to call me on arrival. When, when Teddy arrived, I was called, and I met him to escort him to his room, which was the worst in the house. <laughs> <laughs> on a low floor, overlooking the AC units, with a nice whiff from the Chinese restaurant. He went ballistic insisting upon an upgrade. This would not be possible, I informed him, as the hotel was fully booked. The only thing available was the presidential suite at £3,500 per night. (laughs) After about half an hour, he came back to the desk and asked to see the presidential suite and paid for the upgrade. Oh! Oh. I saw Teddy around the hotel plenty. He seemed a right tool. (laughs) (laughs) Barking orders at the staff and refusing photos and autographs with the other guests. I was glad to see the back of him after five days, but pleased that we kept 15 grand of his money. Hey. <laughs> On the other hand, I've also had the pleasure of welcoming many Arsenal legends during my career, all of whom have been upgraded for free. <laughs> <laughs> I will never contact you again. Mark freeloading scum. So, many of these emails about Teddy Sheringham are laced with a certain bias, a certain hostility yes. perhaps yeah. associated with his uh, former club. Uh, there's one other one this week. Uh, in 2007, this is from Greg Redfern. I was on my way to Arsenal's opening game of the season. Uh, we were hosting Fulham. Yeah, I'll, I'll cut this a bit short. He had a hangover. <laughs> he went into Tesco's to get a sandwich. And Sheringham was in there. He noted that I spotted him and, given my Arsenal attire, gave me a steely eye. <laughs> it was a sign of things to come. I encountered Sheringham again at point of sale, whereby he tried to push in front of me in the queue to the self-service checkout. I made a beeline for these, as was not in the position to talk to anyone not known to me, given my frailties owing to the night before. Anyway, I stood my ground and ensured Sheringham was behind me in the queue. In the minor commotion, I must have dropped my Tesco club card. <laughs> As subsequently, I ended up rooting around in my wallet to no avail on purchasing my sandwich and can of beer. Outside the shop, I received a tap on the shoulder. I turned around to see Sheringham waving my club card in my face. He shoved the plastic into my hand-stroke chest and said, 
You got more Tesco points than Arsenal get this season. Oh, oh. thanks for the batch. It says I don't know what that means. With that, he turned and walked away. On checking my statement months later, I can confirm there was indeed a points debit. <laughs> you can use his club. He card. used his club. Oh. 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 This is the sort of this is the sort of Sheringham story for which for which Ian Stone has a grudging admiration. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if Ian was here, we going, I sort of admire him for that. Yeah. I sort of respect him for that. I really thought we were going to have, you know, good, he was actually, you know, yeah, a good sort of some good story. in him. He returned the club card. Oh yeah, I oh, mate, you dropped your club card. Yeah. Oh thanks, Teddy. Hey, you're not so much. Would you like a photo? Yeah. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> he found his club card and used it to buy his food. Hang on, though. I mean. We've got to put an element of doubt on some of these stories because one minute Teddy no, Sheringham they're all true, Keith. presidential suite, <laughs> the next minute he's at the self-service checkout at Tesco's. He's <laughs> it's a big, you know, come on. Well, what we know about Teddy is he can put 15 grand on the table for a hotel. <laughs> oh, then well, then he, then footballers he's... get a lot of money, don't they, in, the, in yeah. this day and age? It'd be fine. <laughs> he could cover it. Uh, quite a lot of people uh, have come forward... With uh, all we need is Bukayo Saka, Bukayo Saka, Bukayo Saka. All we need is Bukayo Saka, Bukayo Saka, Bukayo. What's new, Bukayo? We love you. And then you need a band, really. It wow. works, though. It I works. Thought, yeah. I, I think that that catch on. All we need Freddie Mercury Bukai came back. Bukayo Saka. Bukai Saka. Uh, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. And I think that one could catch on. Yeah. People will be doing that. Yeah. Because Arsenal fans don't Bukai like to go Saka. any more than a few Bukai words. Saka. No. no. It's, it's, yeah. it's a lot of effort. Yeah. In the same way as Kieran Tierney. Oh, well, this he is came it. came down from Scotland. That could catch on. Number that, three. Yeah. He's better than that. I, I, um, of all of the the ones, when we go back, I think that could catch on. I'm with you, Keith. Well, I think it's the away fans who really start the the songs more than anything yeah. else. So we get a few away games, you know, where fans can get back in. That would be great, you know. Because I'd love Ainsley's song. Ainsley, 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 mate, the Niles, he sells a dummy, he's got an angry mummy. Now that comes from when he was at Ipswich and he was, uh, Mick McCarthy was a manager and he wasn't getting any game time. And the story goes that Ainsley's mum turned up at the training ground. Right. So <laughs> have a go at Mick McCarthy. Which... Who's not, not a man to be trifled no, with, no, unless, no, no. unless you're Roy Keane. But if he was scared, then his mum's very scary then. Yeah. Yeah. I did spend a long time trying to rhyme something with pyjamas um, for that Ainsley song, but it didn't <laughs> yeah, quite, didn't quite go. Niles. He goes to ballet. <laughs> <laughs> I'll come up and say. I, I, give, I, me, I, give me a bit of time. Stays back for corners. He plays in his pyjamas. No. Uh, you see, no. I know, it didn't work. No. But let's maybe our <laughs> listeners could come up with something. Now, do you want to have a little game of uh, spot the commentary? Always. Oh, yes. All right, are you ready for this? Now, I think I'm going to give you a little clue here. Um, what I've done, what I've done this week, 
this. <laughs> right. I've pulled out three Arsenal hat tricks. Mm. Okay. And you've got to try and name, if you can, the opposition. Okay. okay. Uh, and if you can name the year as well, then you're a better man than I. Okay. So I'm going to go, let's start with uh, this one first. Ozil. It's a good ball, lofted over. Campbell. He's still got it, Campbell. He's done well, Giroud's in and he scored! That's the goal Arsenal were looking for. Made by Joel Campbell and scored by Olivier Giroud. Absolutely incredible. Fantastic play by uh, Arsenal, particularly Campbell. Little ball that was lobbed over to him. I thought the opportunity was gone, but he really did regain his composure inside the box and slipped a lovely little ball through to Giroud. And Giroud finishes terrifically this time. 2-0 Arsenal. Is it Watford? You'll never get it. (laughs) You'll just never get it. It's a forgotten Arsenal hat-trick. Joel Campbell. It's yeah. worth a look on the uh, on the YouTube uh, for the uh, for the work of Meza Özil in this particular hat trick. It's just sensationally good. And you remember how good he was. It's Champions League away from home. Uh, it's from uh, December the 9th, twenty fifteen. We won three nil. Giroud got all the goals, including a penalty, I think, at the end to complete the hat trick. It- wasn't Kiev, was no. it? Was it somewhere really cold? No. no. Okay. Was it a group stage match or? A yes, group, uh, group stage. Really yes, yeah, group we stage. Never get past after the group stages, did we? So, right, three 0 We played this team last year in the Europa League. Oh. They knocked us out. Olympiakos. Olympiakos. Olivier Giroud. Urzel oh. uh, knocks the ball over. Joel Campbell picks it up in a lovely bit of footwork. In the area and then played a pass. It's a very clever bit of football for Giroud. So that's that one. That's the first one. Okay. It's goalless. Damien's still smarting from his defeat in the quiz. Well, surely wants to rightly. surely wants to get this one. Let's see if we can uh, identify this one. The Sanchez, brilliant. Sanchez to attack them now into the penalty. Alexis Sanchez. Oh, absolutely stupendous. West Ham. Oh, Dover's in. Dover's in. West Ham, can you want to elaborate? Do you think you can come up with a season? Uh, well, I'd say it was two years ago. No. No? no 2016? No, Sanchez is long gone by then. 2016, oh, it was 3rd of December 2016. Uh, Alexis West Sanchez, away. West Ham away, a 5-1 win. Yes, 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 yes. yes, yes. Uh, other goals, I think, were scored by Meza Ozil and the Ox, I think, got one. But the Sanchez hat-trick was... Mm. Sensational. Oh, he was yeah. good, wasn't he? That one, he did, he turned on the edge of the box, just ran past someone and fired it across the keeper. Then later on, he sold my second favourite ever Arsenal dummy on the goalkeeper after the Carnu dummy. Oh yeah, <laughs> against Deportivo when he did a step over and sat the keeper down and dinked it over him. Absolutely brilliant. So keeps the goal up. He's won the quiz. He's now he's confident for spot the commentary. <laughs> Can he get the third one? This is a good one. This is a good one. This is a good kind of trip down memory lane. Davis. Ricks. Svensson. Well forward. Playing it into the path of Charlie Nicholas. This is Hattrick. 
It was certainly deflected. But Charlie Nicholas will claim it for his own after good work by Sanson. Came off Mike Lyons in point of fact. Mike Lyons. Mike Lyons. That's a, oh, Everton. Oh, I thought you might remember this. Mike Lyons. It's the only hat trick that Charlie Nicholas ever scored for Arsenal. Played for Arsenal for our younger listeners in the 80s. Uh, and uh, it was a barren time. It was a barren time. <laughs> Spent <laughs> I mean, most of the time he, in Mayfair. Yeah. He, but he, he helped us win the League Cup the, the year after this. This was January 1986. He scored a hat trick in a 4 3 win away at Grimsby Town. Oh, and I yes. said Liverpool. I was Grimsby Town, and I was at the university in uh, Kent at the time. And you decided and, uh, to go. Well, yes, <laughs> I went up there. My uh, my uh, girlfriend at the time, her family were from Yorkshire, and Grimsby would not sell any tickets to anyone with a London address. Right, <laughs> <laughs> I promise this is true. Right, if you try to get tickets. Uh, they would, they would. So I used her. I think I used her parents' address. Wow. Oh, uh, and they live near Pontefract in West Yorkshire. And that is, uh, that 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 qualifies you to get a Grimsby match ticket if you want right. to. That's and, dedication. Uh, got, a, got a couple of tickets for uh, Grimsby. It's the only time I've ever been to Grimsby. In fact, actually, I think the ground itself is in Cleethorpes from memory. But anyway, is it grim? What's it like there? Uh, it? it was cold. Yeah. Uh, and Charlie. He scored uh, rather like um, the West Brom game yesterday. Can you do it on a freezing cold, snowy night against the Sam Allardyce, Sam Allardyce side? Yes, they can. Mm. Uh, Charlie came up with a... Perhaps it was because he was nearer Scotland than he'd ever been. <laughs> right. He came up with two direct free kicks that went in and then got his hat-trick with a late goal, deflected in off, as you rightly uh, remember, the ex-Everton stalwart. Mm. Mike Lyons. And was wow. it uh, was it a League Cup match or a FA, FA Cup? FA Cup. Now I'm going to give you a little. Um, yesterday's game uh, brought to mind. Uh, uh, I went to a game. Perhaps you did as well, Keith. I don't know. In 1978, Arsenal played West Bromwich Albion at home mm-hmm. and uh, and won four nil, which is why it came to mind. And uh, we're going to do uh, spot the lineup on Arsenal West Brom. 1978. 1978. Who was that? Well, <laughs> this is uh, really one, really one for our older listeners. Pat, Pat Jennings in goal. Pat Jennings in goal. Yes, Pat Jennings in goal. Uh, Pat Rice. Pat Rice. Yes. Willie uh, Young. Willie Young. Yep. Sammy, Willie Young scored actually. Uh, Sammy Nelson. Sammy Nelson. Yep. Okay. Uh, David Price. David Price did play. There's one yeah. more centre back to get. One more centre David back. David O'Leary. David O'Leary. O'Leary. Oh, yeah. Uh, Liam Brady. Liam Brady, yeah. yeah. Absolutely cruising this. Graham Ricks. <laughs> uh, Ricks didn't play, no. He, Ricks, uh, Ricks came off the bench. Um, yeah. uh, Ricks uh, came off the bench because um, there was another midfielder who joined the club who was uh, killing Ricks. Alan Hudson. <laughs> Alan Hudson. Oh, yeah. Alan Hudson uh, uh, was playing. Uh, Malcolm McDonald. Oh, yeah, yeah, Malcolm McDonald, who got a hat trick, although Derek, Derek Stath, Frank Stapleton, yes, and one other um, Arsenal legend to complete the 11. Very, very excellent 
first name, one of the best names in, in the language. Alan. Yes. Sunderland. Alan Sunderland. Yes. Oh, God, you... <laughs> how, can, how can we I remember? Mean, you have actually got, <laughs> without, without any, you weren't looking at it, you weren't cheating, were you? He was. I'm if huge. you remember, when my show and tell, I brought my programme from 1978. <laughs> <laughs> I just happened to have it here. And... But that wasn't Newcastle. It's the same team. Yeah, there, well, there, was, there, there was only eleven players in the whole squad. Uh, yeah, there were. That, yeah. that, that is hilarious. That is <laughs> Forty-two years ago, but yes, that was wow. actually looking at it. I think that was the uh, the cup final team, wasn't mm. it? Because Arsenal got to the cup final three years not, in a row. Not long after that, um, we played Ipswich. That was on the twenty-fifth of March, seventy-eight. I went to that game, aged. Just turned 12. Uh, attendance of 36,000. Malcolm McDonald scored a hat-trick, although Derek Statham claimed that one of them was an own goal, but McDonald really would claim absolutely everything, wouldn't he? He would. And uh, and that was the team that lost to Ipswich in the, in the cup final. I don't recall us ever getting a chance in that game. Did we, was there any moment where we looked like we No, we were all four, I we think. Were, yeah, we we tried the Ipswich one. The Ipswich yeah. one. Oh, it was heartbreaking. Yeah. Just we got, never we just got destroyed. Yeah. But yeah, we didn't. I mean, people weren't fit. They really. That's true. Yeah. But you could you could say uh, that we wouldn't have won the cup the following year. We wouldn't have had that Man United final mm. if we. There was something about losing that Ipswich final that motivated them. Once, in fact, they talked about it openly that they wanted to do it the following year because they'd had such a terrible time. Well, I think like Osborne, the one bill. What Pat Rice said, he said it was doing the open top bus parade, which they still used to do for the losing team, and there was still quite a few thousand people who had oh, gone really? out. And Pat Rice, he said, we realised we'd let so many people down. That's why they wanted to do it the following year. Oh wow! Yeah, and that was. And you imagine doing an open top bus parade, and you've and just you've lost. lost. You've lost the cup. It was just like they don't oh. do it now. I don't think. I don't to... think Wenger would have gone in for that. No. God, after was... after losing to Birmingham in the League Cup final, oh. just would have got booed all the way up a street. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know who would all the Tottenham fans would have come out. Turned out, yes. <laughs> yeah, maybe they would. Well, gents, um, it's it's a happier new year, is it not? We, we've got we yeah. our defense our defense of the FA Cup begins this coming weekend, mm-hmm. um, and uh, suddenly we can confidently predict four 0 Arsenal uh, every time. Who so who have we got in our next sort of? Well, it's Sunderland, and then so Crystal Palace at home. Oh yes, Crystal Newcastle Palace. at home. Did you say Sunderland? Who? No, Southampton away and then Man United. <laughs> I, so those are our next four Premier League games. Did you see that player that uh, played for Palace last night scored that goal? He looked a bit tasty. It was a bit blurry. Is he? Easy? Is he? Easy? Yeah. He was on Arsenal's books, wasn't he? He's one, oh. another, one that, another one that got away. <laughs> got away. Yeah, Not willing to bring it down. Yeah, we play Newcastle at home, Palace at home, and Newcastle at home. Mm. We've got four home games in January uh, and Southampton away. So mm. all, all late, all eight o'clock. Oh, apart oh, from United, yeah. Do you reckon they stayed overnight at West Brom or got on the old coach um, and well, back for the snow? I don't know. They Arteta, stay, uh, in... they, they skied back. Yeah, Arteta <laughs> in his post-match interview says, "As long as we, as, as long as the weather allows us to get back, all right." Ah. So right. I was wondering whether they were either flying. Oh no. no. Or tobogganing. 
I can't say I gave this a moment's thought. Well, well could you? Go. Well, some Next of us time. care out. Some, right. Obviously, Damien and myself, we care about these I things. imagine they got on a bus. What are you on about? <laughs> well, they might have got, yeah, but it's... Hack it in. Just stop. <laughs> Try to win. It was never ending. We're never ending. We've wasted enough people's time. <laughs> no, let's, I'm keeping it going. <laughs> do, do email us if you know what time Arsenal got home after the West Brom game. I bet someone they, does. fly or... Yeah. <laughs> fly? From the Hawthorns? Arsenal, <laughs> they flew to Norwich once. Oh, they? yeah, but that Norwich is... It's one of those drives. It's like Bournemouth. It's further than you think. <laughs> All right, pack it in. See you later. See you later. Bye. Bye.